What's going on, everybody? My name is Julian Leonard, and you have made it to episode 19 of the Failure Isn't Okay Is It podcast. It's December 31st, 2018, the last day of the year. Some of us are planning to go out tonight. Some of us are planning to just stay in and chill. Whatever you do, I hope you stay safe. Uh, this episode is going to serve as the best of the Failure Isn't Okay Is It podcast, so some of the best clips I've compiled into this episode. If you haven't become a full-time listener already, hopefully this episode serves as a reason as to why you should become a full-time listener. I want to really thank those who have supported me. Uh, I don't have a big following yet, but I do have a following. And it's crazy because I always look at the stats behind my podcast to see where it's being listened to at. And obviously the United States is where I have the most listeners, but I also have listeners in the Netherlands, Turkey, Canada, Mexico, Germany, Spain, Brazil, Colombia, Australia, Italy, Greece, the Dominican Republic, Ecuador, India, Pakistan, Egypt, Portugal, France, Poland, Peru, Jordan, Morocco, Serbia, and um, it's just really amazing to me how one idea just all started out on a piece of paper and a pencil can be spread across the world and it may not be fast and it may not be uh, big enough yet, but just one little small idea that you can have can be spread across the world. So I really want to thank each and every one of my listeners, whether you uh, downloaded it, liked it, shared the episode, shared the podcast information, left a comment gave me useful feedback this podcast would be nothing without its listeners and supporters so i really really want to thank you all for that and that's pretty much it if you're going out once again be safe 2019 is upon us and until then this episode will serve as the best of and in 2019 i'll come back with even bigger and better content so check it out and i see you in 2019 peace it's funny, I've run into, uh, specifically at Young Middle School, a couple of young ladies who want to go to Spelman, and they always describe to me close in the community or someone, sister, maybe an aunt, who went to Spelman, and they just love the environment. How did the, the close-knit environment play a role in your development, you know, once you left the house? So, because mm -hmm. when you think about it, some of us are sheltered. Mm -hmm. uh, while we're under our mother and father's roof, some of us are not so sheltered, but how did, did Spellman bring you to be the woman you are today? Mm -hmm. How did that play in your development? Yeah, I would definitely say um, I, I would be categorized as one of those people who was sheltered. So, and I think, you know, you Which can... Which is not a bad thing. No, it's not, not a bad thing. But in my case, it, it played out in terms of, like, how I handled conflict or... Um, you know, how I introduced myself, like, when you get to college and when you enter full-on adulthood, you know, you start to learn that there might be some things that you need to grow, grow some areas that you need to grow in. So Spelman gave me, I guess, the tools um, 
and the will to grow. So, you know, how do you introduce yourself? You know, what do you say when you introduce yourself? It's not just a, hi, my name is Brittany. It's a, hi, my name is Brittany. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. My major is sociology. I'm interested in public health. Um, You know, so you kind of understand what do you say in in an elevator pitch or um, how might you present yourself um, you know, at a luncheon okay. with people who work at Fortune 500 companies okay. who might be able to offer you an internship in the future, or how do you communicate in the midst of a challenge? You know, it's an all-girls school, so people love to reference, you know, the drama that comes with women, but you know, it really gives you an opportunity to actually learn how do you communicate with a bunch of women and all their emotions in an effective way. So you it also taught me about sisterhood. Sisterhood, okay. Yeah. I want to get into that a little bit. Okay, okay. What you would think that, you know, because I have a sister, oh, I know about sisterhood, but mm-hmm. not in the sense of little sisterhood, because that's all I knew. I knew I had a little sister, and I was someone who was setting an example. So not right. that type of sisterhood, but the type of sisterhood, you know, where you are considerate and compassionate and... You, you lend a helping hand. Yeah. You are someone's support network. Um, you know, you're not judgmental. You let people cry on your shoulder and you, you hold them in your arms. Right. Okay. Whatever your ultimate dream is, you must realize one thing there will be roadblocks. These roadblocks will consist of obstacles that may push you to the point of exhaustion and emptiness. You may want to throw in a towel. You may question. Why did you even try to achieve your dream anyway? Your original way of achieving your dream might not be as simple as you thought it would be, but the grit, that determination is what will push you to achieve your goals. When the burdens of life cast a shadow upon you, your determination has to shine through. When the support isn't as strong as it once was, you'll have to be your biggest cheerleader even when the doubt is there. And when it looks like that, indeed you are about to fail, It could also just mean that you have to go to the drawing board and come up with another plan of attack. Don't get me wrong. Doubting yourself is natural. But the moment you start to act defeated, that's when you will begin to lose. Your parents, so you have the opportunity to mess up. And that's okay. Because you're going to get to an age one day where you're going to have a lot of responsibility. And you can really no longer mess up. You're going to have people depending on you. So don't cheat through life. I want to go through something right quick. So, how old are, how old are most of us in this room? 14. 14. Okay. 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 about whatever you're going to. So at about 16 years old, most of you all can get a job. How many people want to get a job? Get some money. Okay. All right. All right. At about 
18 years old. You graduate. You graduate. Off to college. You almost you're basically on your own. You can do whatever you want to do, right? How many people are excited about doing whatever they want to do? All right. So from about 18 to about, I'm going to say 65. 65? Nah, 65. Come on, come on. From about 18 to 65. You're gonna have to work the job, right? Mm -hmm. That's taking up all of this time 30, 40, 50, Can you 60. Go out? Some people even work past 65. Mm -hmm. yep. Why do something from <laughs> the age of 18 to 65 that you're not passionate about? That's a long time. That's, that's a good 40, 50 years. Why do something just to be doing it? You see, a lot of people are not passionate about their job. A lot of people feel they have to do it because they have to pay the bills or whatever reason. But you're at the age right now where you can decide your future. You can do whatever you want to do. You can be as passionate as you want to be. But you have to take you have to take heed to it. Now I'm gonna get a little bit more deeper. From 18 to 65, we all have to work, right? Yes. People in the back, we have to work, right? Right? Oh, 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 oh. 18 to 65, we have to work, right? Yes. From 18 to 65, you have to work, correct? Yes. yes. Just say yes. yes. You're yes. tired. Yes. All right. This is a little bit at any given time. Any given time. You your clock die. can end. You know what that means? You could die. You could die. To be point blank honest. So I told you that in order to put the message in your face, you have to be serious. Can't she like you have to live every day to the fullest? Because at any given time, any one of us can be taken away from us. So do what's passionate to you. Do you want to do something you would do for free, honestly. That's how much you love it. You would do it for free. You see, no matter how severe your situation is, no matter how big the odds are, you must always learn to work with what you have. Even if your health is shattering before your very eyes. You must do all you can to live as full of a life as possible. You have to be a fighter. Maybe you can't change your outcome, but who says you can't fight to prolong it or have a good quality of life? If you take a look at Stephen Hawking's life, you realize that he was robbed of his adulthood. He was robbed of quality time with his family. His muscles and nerves slowly wasted away. He was on crutches by the time his first child was born, and his speech was almost non-existent by the time his last child was born. So tell me, what do you have to complain about again? It's real simple. The one thing you take for granted, somebody else wishes they had. Failure uh, actually helps you to recognize the areas where you need to evolve. So fail early, fail often, fail forward. Will basically ends his story on failure with telling us that we need to continue to try out new things. Don't settle into ways of doing the same things over and over every day until you're no longer here on this earth. Try something new. Try something that is so far left that people will look at you crazy. Family members may question you and regular people may say that you simply can't do it. But always remember, even if you aren't successful the first time around, you can get back up and try again. Hey, you got to reach out if you got problems. So, you know, um, that would be the first thing I would say is like trust that you've instilled in your child and, you know, 
there's going to be times where they're going to run to you. You're always going to be a safety net, right? right? And you're going to be like, if I was there from the beginning, maybe I could. Well, that's just life, right? right. Like it's a learning process. Life yeah. Is a learning process. So I, I would say what I've seen, and you know, obviously I can change if I ever have kids, right? Right. right. But definitely, definitely. Yeah. From what I've seen, though, from you know, being with the parents and the kids, on you know, helping the kids transition to college, and then also talking to the parents about their kids transitioning to college. Some of them are just afraid. Like, what is my kid going to do? This is the first time out of the house. Right. And the kids are just itching for that freedom. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think it's like it's like a, okay, I'm gonna trust you. Maybe after that first year, and I see those grades. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. you didn't earn that trust, but I'm gonna give you a little bit of space. At the end of the day, my my promise is I'll back off as long as you handle your business. You know. Gotcha. Okay. And my mom was really like that. Hey, you're passing your classes. You're eating. You know, you got food. You got housing. Okay, you're good. Uh, you know, don't go be out there being dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, you know, very candid. Use protection. <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. don't be, yeah, don't be an idiot. Like, you know, obviously, my mom was a single mom, so she's like, you know, what I had to go through. You're not, right. you know, don't fall into these pitfalls that I, you know, had to keep you from. Now you make your own decisions. So gotcha. when you go out there and you have a kid. You got to do what you got to do, gotcha. and you got to step up to the plate. So I was, I was very aware. Like, oh my God, don't do that. <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, you know that. That's all I would say is give, give some trust, give some space, and see see what happens. You know, that's all you can do is learn. I much rather a kid learn at eighteen than learn at twenty five. Stakes are yeah, a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. Anytime something negative happens in your life, try your hardest to look at the positives of it. I know what you're thinking. Like, how's there a positive out of a negative? Well, I've always said this on this podcast, and I will continue to say it. There's always going to be somebody who's doing better than you, and there's always going to be somebody who's doing worse than you. And it's up to you to either waste your time and ask, why me, why me, why me, or say, hey, this happened maybe because of the decisions I made, maybe because I'm not, maybe because of things that are beyond my control. But this negative thing has happened, and all I can do is charge it to the game, learn from it, and do my best to have it not happen again. That decision is up to you. If you look at a baby's progression from crawling to walking, it's one of the most relatable and apparent instances of recognizing a comfort zone and being encouraged to leave it and progress into a new one. A baby's progression to walking is relatable because we've all gone through this phase. Let's go back. Around the first birthday, most babies are walking. I said most. Time can vary. But it could also happen on average between 9 to 18 months. When a baby learns how to crawl, it's off to the races. There comes the point where, as a parent, you feel it's time for them to walk, so you stand them up and encourage them to take their first steps. Now, this phase is mixed with a bunch of excitement, laughter, and you guessed it, falls. When they fall, you may rush to make sure they're okay, or you might remain calm and wait for them to try again. But eventually, the baby takes his or her first steps, and they start walking. That's when you see the baby leave one comfort zone and transition into the next. They may walk slowly at first, and they might not quite have their balance yet. They still may lean on a wall, a chair, or even you for support. But for the most part, crawling is an afterthought, and they never turn back. While there are some facets in your life in which your comfort zones are needed, there are also some areas where you need to leave behind a comfort zone you've been holding on to and make a new one. Expand. Figure out what the next level is and attack it. Go for it. Maybe you'll figure it out, or maybe you'll stumble. It could take a long time to feel comfortable. But how will you know if you stay exactly where you're at?
And so let it be a lesson learned. It's cool to be on social media and you can post whatever you like. But get this clear. At the end of the day, no matter if your profile is private, no matter if you make a post that was five to ten years old, no matter if you post something and delete it a few days later, you have to be accountable for what you put out there on your social media platform. Any picture, any words, any retweets, all that stuff falls back on you. So if for any reason you think that you're going to be doing something that could be flipped to something negative or be misconstrued for something that you didn't intend it to be, you're really going to have to ask yourself, is it worth me posting? Also, you must ask yourself, in the event that something catastrophic happens in the social media world and all the data gets hacked up and put into the hands of someone else, how would you feel if somebody had your pictures or your tweets? Would you be mad, anxious, sad? If so, nine times out of ten, you just shouldn't post it. If it's that personal or if it's that close to your heart, whether it be positive or negative, keep it to yourself. Because once it's out of your personal possession, there's no telling whose hands it can end up in. There's no telling five, ten years down the road who can look back to this very time and find controversial information about you. You no longer can control who can get in and what they can do with it. So just use extra caution. Be very, very cautious, period. And so once again, for the three things plus the bonus tip that Uber has retaught me about life. Number one, have a strategy, have a plan of attack. Anything worth accomplishing needs a plan. You have to have a plan. You need to plan to succeed because if you don't plan to succeed, you're planning to fail. Number two. Always keep a smile on your face. No matter if it's negative energy, positive energy, treat people with kindness. Treat people the way you would want to be treated. All right? Rule number three. Learn when to cut off and take a break. That nine to five can be stressful. That entrepreneurial life can be stressful. Do something you love. Do something you enjoy. Do something to take your mind off the stresses of life. And the bonus tip. Understand that while you can make a plan, you will have to be willing to take detours. Sometimes the unimaginable, the unthinkable can happen. And you can't crumble when that goal that once seemed easy to achieve isn't so easy to achieve. Be willing to take those detours. Understand that everybody's not going to say yes. You're going to get a lot of no's in life. You're going to get a lot of closed doors. You're going to get a lot of brick walls. You have to learn how to break through the brick wall. You have to learn how to open that closed door. And you have to understand that it only takes one person to say yes for you to get your shot. All right? I think it'd be helpful just for listeners to understand, especially men. I think for a lot of times we take for granted how much the black woman goes through in the corporate world. So it's nothing like hearing it from a black woman herself. So. Yeah, I think that... Um well, one major challenge is that. Okay, thank you. One major challenge is that I think that black women are oftentimes the first to 
you know, volunteer or the first to be voluntold um, or assigned to a particular project, you know, that may not be within their job description or may not be, you know, something that they signed up for or that they even expressed that they were interested in, but we run with it, you know. We are are so open to learning new skills and so adaptable, but not always appreciated for it. And I'm not talking about the type of appreciation that's verbal. Like, I'm not talking about a, hey, good job, Rashida. <laughs> from, from, from Mike. Right. Or from Bill. Right. I'm talking about, let's reevaluate the scope of your role here at this company and what that means for your growth in the company and what that means for your salary and what that means for your benefits. That All level of appreciation, right. we oftentimes are overlooked. Um, and then I think two would probably be like just a level of respect so you know the the promotion and the salary thing is is one big bucket and a huge bucket but then aside from that even when you have black women who are promoted to that position or who are given the salary that they asked for you still have this other big category over here that has to do with respect and I think that's something that we still battle with, like, on a day-to-day basis. Which is just as big as the promotion. Exactly. Or, you know, exactly. recognition. Right? Exactly. Because the respect helps facilitate, um, you know, an, uh, an environment that you feel that you want to stay in. Right. Um, or an environment that you can lead in. So it doesn't really matter if you're the director or the CEO or CFO of whatever, but your team doesn't respect you or they're not incentivized for respecting you or, you know, there's a culture or an environment that allows for people not to follow your lead or to question everything that you recommend or to have a rebuttal for any type of instruction that you provide. So, yeah, I think those are the, the top two things that black women battle with in the, in the corporate work world. All right, cool, cool, cool. So we've come up with great pros and cons and different tips and advices on how we can make this the best fourth quarter ever. These three categories, it can either make you or break you. It's all about what you allow it to do. Family can stress you out, but you must remember you only have one mom, you only have one dad, cousins, uncles, things of that nature. They're blood. So try to put your differences aside if you can and come together to enjoy the holidays with them. Finances. If you don't have it, you don't have it. But you can always put some thought behind giving a gift or put some thought behind making a budget so that when the holidays are over, when the fourth quarter is over, you won't be one of your new year's resolutions won't be paying off credit card debt that you accumulated within the last three months in the previous year and health one thing about the health we talked about is i'll do it tomorrow well guess what there won't be a tomorrow if you don't pay attention to your health today so take that 20 minutes to walk uh, you don't have to do it by yourself you can do it with your husband wife you can do it with your child you can do it in the house walking in place there's many many creative ways you can work out and your intention stay positive and what I mean is all of us don't work out every day all right all of us are not in the best of shape but it takes one day 
and then another day, and then another day. It takes practice. Nothing hard comes easy. So I know that these three categories can be stressful, but don't let it stress you out in the fourth quarter. And I hope that we can take some takeaways today and have a positive fourth quarter of 2018. Sounds good? So you mentioned, you know, Facebook. I'm pretty sure all of us have an Instagram, all right? Who has a lot of followers? Who has over a thousand followers? All right, two thousand more. So you have a lot of followers, okay? So it's easy to succumb to what you see on Instagram through likes, through videos, maybe wanting to be somebody else. But you have to understand that we all have our own purpose in life, and the worst thing you can do is wish you had somebody else's life because at the end of the day some of the most famous, some of the most rich, some of the most successful people honestly weren't happy inside because of various reasons. Maybe family issues, maybe money issues. You can think somebody could have it all, but you never know what's going on behind closed doors. So, you know, when you compare yourself to others, you do yourself a disservice because you're put on this earth to do something very, very special. You just have to figure out what it is. So it's okay to admire uh, from far away. It's okay to like, comment, on social media but don't get so entrapped in it that you wish you were living somebody else's life because you are special you were put here to do something very very special and you see your purpose to find out what it is so do you all understand what i'm coming from all right all right definitely definitely yeah definitely i, I think personally i can say that i have succumbed to chasing money for instance with a job i've had i switched jobs because i was getting paid so much more Turns out that I was miserable at the job. It just wasn't my passion. I just didn't enjoy it. And every day I thought, you know, I wish I would have just stayed where I was at. The money wasn't worth it. So sometimes money just doesn't fix it all. Uh, there's a lot of people that's prominent in society or who were prominent in society who have done things because they weren't happy with themselves. Uh, committed suicide, done self-harm. All the money in the world, yachts, big houses, uh, cars, it just didn't suffice because they weren't happy within. So really, honestly, instead of chasing money, you have to chase your happiness. You have to chase what makes you happy. Figure that out. And I promise you, the money will come if you follow your dreams, if you follow your passions, if you're willing to be diligent and work very, very hard, the money will come. Remember, all the money in the world will not fix all of your problems. You may think so from the outside looking in, but it's simply not true. And you can look to society to figure that out. All right? And so those were five tips. So can we just, before we wrap this up, let's go ahead and repeat them. So tip number one was, for those that have it, never compare yourself to others. You are on your own journey. All right. Tip number two. Never let the bad decisions you make shape who you are. You make a lot, but don't let them shape who you are. Learn from them. Tip number three. All right. All right. Tip number four. Always have a backup plan. Always, always. have a backup <laughs> Always, right, right. And then the last tip, tip number five. Never chase money. Always chase your Cool, cool. So I want to thank you all. I made these cards so that you can post them on your refrigerator, mirror, door before you leave every morning. Something that can remind you when times get hard, uh, whatever you're going through in life, just to look at one of them and hopefully it can serve as some type of inspiration for you. Well, thank you for your time. I hope you learned something that you can take back with you and just strive to be successful in whatever you do. All right. So thank you. With all that being said, I want to say that I'm truly sorry to Jeremiah Harvey and Diarion Toes. I'm sorry that your innocence was questioned and taken for granted. I'm sorry that you were thrown into the bucket of being guilty, suspicious, and a liar. 
I'm sorry that you had to be questioned as if you were a bad human being. I'm sorry that your privacy had to be invaded. But most of all, I'm sorry to say that if it wasn't for the video footage in both cases, the likelihood that the masses would believe that you were telling the truth would be slim to none. There honestly would be little to no hope for you. And I'm sorry that in the land of the free, it often feels like a black man's or black boy's words hold little to no weight. Julian's tip in this whole process is for, <laughs> is for the people who find themselves uh, pointing the finger at those that don't vote. So for all you voters out there who have done that, I want to ask you a question. Better yet, I want you to ask yourself a question. Okay, I'm identifying those who haven't voted. Now, what am I doing personally to help change that outcome? Am I just sitting here talking about those who don't vote? Am I calling them names? Am I blaming them for the political climate of today? Or am I also trying to get them on the right track of making their voice be heard, going out there to the polls, researching candidates to see who represents them and help put the right person in office. You have to really think if you're just sitting around blaming others for the political climate today, you are part of the problem too. I don't care if you voted. I don't care if you made your voice be heard because you voting and then blaming all the people that didn't vote and not helping them change their mind somehow, some way, or even trying, you're just as part of the problem too. When you got one finger pointing at somebody, you got three pointing right back at you. All right. So you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing to help change the atmosphere and the negative or positive stigma around voting? OK, man, 1963, Professor X, Iron Man, Magneto, Dr. Strange, Nick Fury, Cyclops, 1964, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Daredevil, Scarlet Witch in 1966. The character we all know who dominated 2017, 2018, Black Panther, which was the first black superhero in mainstream America comic books. Now, half of those characters we know today through billion dollar grossing films, but they all started out decades ago in comic books. They all started with a pencil, paper and an idea. And that's a true testament to staying focused and constantly producing. I'm sure for many years to come, we will all see different adaptions of Stanley's work on the big screen. But his long life, determination and strong worth ethic should serve as an example for anyone, no matter how old you are, whether you're just starting out or you're quite up there in age to not give up, to chase your dream, whatever it is, whether it could be realistic to others or not realistic to others. As long as it's realistic to you, chase that dream until your last breath. Because whether you know it or not, you're making history. There's someone out there that will admire what you do. Whether it's the passion you put into it, whether it's what you produce, whether it's the amount of money you make from it, whether it's the amount of lives you touch. There's someone out there that's going to benefit from what you produce now. But the fact that all of us can be a part of history in some form or fashion should show that anything is truly possible.
never really talked with anyone about this day, but the reason I'm telling this story is because I can't stress to you how important family is. Looking back on it, there's nothing I can really do about the past. What's done is done, but I can use those mistakes that I felt I made to make better decisions now and let the loved ones I do still have around today, let them know that I love them, that I appreciate them. It could be sitting down and having an uninterrupted talk with them. I'm talking not holding a conversation to answer a text message or doing what most of us do and talking to someone and also texting, just not being rude, really taking the time to just sit back and appreciate being in their presence. For those of you who are coming up and for those of you who are blessed to still have your grandparents, maybe even great grandparents, cherish them, love them. Because the older you get, there's a high likelihood that they won't be around much longer. It's kind of cliche. All right. So, Kevin, failure isn't okay, or is it? Failure is definitely okay. Okay. If you don't fail, you didn't learn. Um, and, and quite possibly, you didn't push yourself hard enough. If everything was easy, I'm going to ask you how big the risk was. Right. So for me, you know, I had to be OK doing that. And uh, it's funny. I, I always I tell myself I'm actually going to write a book one day yeah. and to have these little excerpts. And I do too, man. one of my topics is uh, it's uh, one of the chapters I want to write about is uh, start writing is success, the dark side of accomplishment. Right. And it's it's really to this point, like, you know, not only. Do you fail, right? But like, well, what do you give up? <laughs> what do you give up when you don't fail, right? When everything is just a success, like, and you don't really teach yourself these hard lessons, like, what are you doing to yourself? Uh, are you taking those gambles? Are you are you really making big enough strides? And it's what people don't tell you about, you know, that part of success or that part of just trying new things. So, you know, so much of our lives are school. Failing is bad. You don't want to fail. Right? Like, oh my God, right? But in real life, failing could be the biggest lesson you ever learned, right? Look at any totally business look at any businessman. They've made a bad decision. They learn to never do it again. But how do you know? I mean you gotta take a big risk, right? Like I always say the most successful people you see have failed many times. You have to. You have to be okay. And I think that uh for me I've never been afraid of failing. Um but I will say I've had to learn to put myself in positions where I know more times than I'm probably going to fail at this. Uh, I trust myself as an individual to always come out on top. But some of that, you know, when you're young and you have superhero complex, I'm always like, oh, I'm the man. I'm the man, right? I got it. Oh, I can do anything. Right. You know, about three years ago, I started asking myself, this, so what have you done to actually prove that you're the man? Have you put yourself in these positions to fail? Right. To really test if you can really do what you need to do? Mm-hmm. And I know that, again, that's playing into the whole masculine ego thing, right? Like, you shouldn't have to do that, but whatever, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, it's enough to say it. Well, it's not enough to just say it. Like, you have to do it. Um, and I think that overall, like, if you're not failing, you're pro- you, the bar's not high enough. You're taking the easy way out. Failure isn't okay, or is it? It definitely is. It's a part of life. 
Um, so yeah, people have to get used to failure, but it's really about like how you how you deal with it. You know, how do you overcome it? How do you you know shift the narrative? Like you said, it doesn't. It can be looked at negatively, but when you look at it positively, it's like you learn something. And hopefully you learn not to do it again, or hopefully you learn not to put yourself in a scenario or an environment where it can happen again. Um, so yeah, it's always something you can learn from. It's not something that you can prevent. It's inevitable. So it's really about working on how you approach failure.